Hello, my friend, and welcome to TFU News and Views. I am your host, Anthony Brucalli, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info, the website, the Toy Archive, Transformers University podcast, this podcast, and oh, so much more. And I want to welcome you to a very laid back edition of TFU News and Views. Usually, when I sit down for this show, I have notes in front of me, I have my notebook, I have a plan to go from A to B to C and accomplish something, if you will. Uh, Today, I do not. I mean, I have some things I want to talk about, but I did not make any notes. Uh, So I'm going to be really riffing freeform here, which is not something I normally do. Uh, If you've been following me on social media, on Twitter in particular, you'll know that I've been slowly unpacking my collection, uh, putting things back out on shelves and shelving units, uh, and that has been fun and exhausting and saddening and joyful and all sorts of things, depending on the particular toy, the particular day, what I can and can't find as well as everyone's reactions online to various photos that I'm posting. So I really hope you've been enjoying those photos and how uh, how my shelving is coming together. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. And yesterday, as of this recording, I posted an image of the next shelf, which if you were on Twitter, you saw that I had a poll. Uh, it was either going to be my uh, Beast Era Predacons and Theacons and uh, essentially uh, all the bad guys from that time period, or it was going to be the rest of my G1 Autobots. And the reason that it came down to those two groups so far is that I have my Maximals shelf up for Beast Wars, and I want to do a counterpart uh, Predacon shelf and get that stuff up. And uh, on the same flip side, I've pretty much put up all of my G1 and G2 and Machine Wars an e-hobby and reissued Decepticons. I'm looking at them right now. And that display took longer than I would have liked it to do to take. It took up one more shelf than I would have liked it to take. Uh, but overall, I'm, I'm very, very pleased with it. And I have a feeling that Autobot shelf may even take up two more shelves than I'd like it to do. But uh, we'll see once we get there. But I put up the poll to see where the fandom was at with what they like to see. And just see what uh, people want to see as I unveiled the next bin. And if you've been following these bin posts, you know, for me, they're very, um, they're amusing to me because here's the thing. I I packed up these toys almost 10 years ago, maybe even 10 years ago for a lot of them, for a lot of, not all of them, but for a lot of them, most of these bins were packed uh, shortly before I got married and where I was cleaning out my my office in my apartment, uh, you know, my two bedroom apartment, to uh, basically make space for for my wife and you know for two people to live in this one uh, apartment. So with that, I packed a lot of my stuff up. It went back to my parents' house, uh, one town over. Uh, sat in their basement for a long time until I shipped it down here uh, when I moved to Florida. So the value of some of these figures has skyrocketed uh, tremendously uh, for some. And uh, the 
level of danger around gold plastic for some of these figures has also uh, skyrocketed, which has made opening these bins uh, interesting, to say the least. And the photos of these bins online have, have made people uh, both uh, incredibly um, impressed with, with the collection, uh, completely fearful of how I packed everything, and I guess kind of angry, which I wasn't expecting. Um, like I said, I packed these away. I, I took care of what I thought needed to be take care, taken care of then. And not that, not that I, um, don't appreciate my collection. It's quite the opposite actually. Um, but when you get down to it, they're just toys, right? Uh, and, and I'm going to get a little more into that. I've been thinking on that for the last uh, 12 hours or so. But it brings me back to <laughs> brings me back to my friend Hooper's bachelor party. Okay, how does that happen? Well, my friend and longtime friend in the fandom, who went by the name Hooper X on Alt.toys.transformers, um, when he got married, a bunch of us old crusty Ouija folks. Uh, from the 90s online fandom uh, were all invited out to his bachelor party and it was it was a heck of a time I gotta say uh, there there were shenanigans there was uh, alcohol there was a, <laughs> there was a hotel suite uh, that definitely lost its deposit and there's a video it's a, I wish it was still out there really do uh, I know it's floating around somewhere someone has it one of my friends has to have it right so my friends at the time were and still aren't uh the biggest fans of fun publications and their treatment of botcon uh, uh the way the convention changed and you know what for me too for a lot of it I I definitely agree with them. Uh, I'm a little more even-handed. I'm a little more fair in my assessment, uh, despite uh, uh, what people may think. But so back, I can't remember what year this was, 2007, 2008, might've been 2008. Um, <laughs> at this bachelor party, my friend Hooper, who was getting married that year, uh, he had a BotCon exclusive Shattered Glass Starscream. Uh, it was at the bachelor party. I forgot how it ended up there, but I forgot even like why it was there, but he clearly just did not want it. <laughs> and... So as part of the bachelor party festivities at this hotel in the suite on the top floor, which was like the 12th or 13th floor of this hotel, he proceeded to take this thing out to the balcony and we performed a drop test from 13 stories up. And I got to say, the Starscream, Starscream fared pretty well. In fact, it didn't hit the ground. It turns out there was like a, a safety landing on this hotel. And I would assume, you know, a couple of joints popped off and somebody uh, gave their kid a figure that was very rare. 
uh, on the cleaning staff uh, or the maintenance staff. Somebody saw this thing, probably took it in, and then uh, gave it a new home. That's what I'm hoping. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we threw a BotCon exclusive figure. One that, if I was to look on eBay right now, let's see what this thing is selling for these days. All right. Looking at active auctions for this figure, um, this toy is selling, let's see, for about between $150 and $200. Uh, those are currently unbid on uh, and unsold. So if we go through completed auctions, right, and just see what has actually sold, completed auctions and sold items. Let's see, Shattered Glass Starscream. Uh, See, a pre-production sample sold in January for under $65. You know what? In fact, I would say a lot of them aren't going. It hasn't sold in a while. And the ones that are on, are they the, they might be the, uh, and you know what? The two that are on are the uh, subscription service figures. So it's not that valuable a figure. That said, we had some fun drop testing it and just subverting people's expectations of a collectible right and so uh, this brings me back to essentially last night i had posted on a uh, beast wars facebook group the image of the top layer of this bin and there is a dark side megatron on top of this bin now keep in mind top of the bin I've had, I don't put anything on top of these bins. <laughs> like I knew this bin was traveling. Actually, I think I repacked this one before I moved, uh, before I packed my, my moving pod in December of 2019. And the top of this bin had a few boxes in, you know, inside of it. Uh, that Megatron was cushioned with some, uh, bubble wrap. And that bin was on top of the, the stack of bins within the pod. But there was Dark Side Megatron on top there. And I have no idea why this figure goes for so much. Uh, but we're talking, this figure goes for like three grand now? Are you kidding? Um, I didn't pay anything near that. I I did remember missing out on it at BotCon uh, at the uh, poorly run fun publications uh, souvenir line because uh, it sold out, I think, while I was online and I was certainly there early enough to, to have grabbed it. Um, ended up buying it in the dealer room at a somewhat of a markup, but not a huge markup. The, at most, it was double whatever the retail was, and it came with Hot Rod, right? So there was two figures in there. So let's say I paid 100 bucks for it, right? Um, the fact that this thing is worth like four figures and not even like $1,000, like multiple $1,000 blows my mind. Uh, but people are really like freaking out that it was sitting on the top of that bin, unloved and uncared for. And I'm like, well, first off, no, and no. You, you one, you don't have the context, right? You don't have the context of that I am moving and that I am resetting my bins, uh, resetting my shelves. And then, two. So what? So what? All right, I'll take a moment for you to pick your job off the floor. But so what? Ultimately, right? It's my figure. Do whatever I want with it. I could throw it off the top of the building. I spent the money for it. I didn't spend three grand for it. Um, 
But even if I did, that's my money to, to decide what I choose to do with it. And then again, as I said before, they're just toys. And I've been trying to tell myself that um, for some things with my G1 collection because I'm shocked at how sun faded some of my G1 figures are uh, because I've had these displays up in other places and different places I've lived uh, back when I lived with my parents and then when I lived by myself. And <laughs> I go back to um, when I lived with my parents and there was a constant battle with me and my mom, not like an angry battle, but um, she would always slip into my room while I was out and open the shades and bring in the sunlight. And, and now I look at these sun faded figures and I go, this is why I kept closing the shades. This is why I didn't want sunlight in there. <laughs> and, um, it, it's one of those things that, uh, I mean, I'm not mad about it in hindsight, uh, but man, now I, I feel like if there are certain ones I do need to replace, um, and, and that's okay. Maybe I'll figure out how to do retro bright, but that's my point. They're all toys. They're just toys. And you're all going to say to me, yeah, these things are worth money. These things are collectibles. They're collectible to me. They're collectible to you. Probably the value on them in dollars and cents is only applied by folks like us who are in competition for them. Right. Um, after that, they hold no value until I decide to sell them. And I have no intention of selling my collection. Uh, I, I don't want to say ever, but certainly not anytime soon. And so they don't hold any value in dollars and cents as long as they're on my shelf. They're just toys. And so then... As long as I'm happy with owning them and happy with having them and happy with looking with them on my shelf, then I should be fine with them. Now, do I want ones that are a little better looking and better shape? Yeah, yeah. And maybe I'll do that with some of them, uh, some of the sun faded ones. Maybe I'll retro bright some of them uh, as I see fit, um, but not anytime soon. And and that's okay. I, and then I was thinking about this, right? Like, like I could be bothered by it, but why? They're, they're still mine. I still have memories attached to either purchasing them, picking them up, photographing them for TFU.info, uh, who I bought them from or when I brought them. You know, I, I, there are certain figures here on my shelves I can tell I know exactly who they came from, uh, either friends of mine or people in the fandom uh, that have moved on to, to bigger things. And ultimately, as much as people are horrified by my mass packing into bins of various figures. They're well sorted actually. And the parts are all in Ziploc bags. So far I've had very, very little damage to figures that weren't damaged going in. Uh, I've had a couple of instances of gold plastic syndrome problems after the fact, after I've taken them out of the bin and tried to display them, I've had figures break because I dropped them, putting them on display. I had a G1, my G1 laser beak. I'm very, that's the, that was the most upsetting out of, out of, and, and I would say there's apparently been about 10 figures that have, have had either breaks or damage or something happened, uh, before or after I've taken them out of the bin. Um, really, I think there's only one that was like one or two that were damaged in the bins. Um, but that laser beak was fine until I was fiddling, 
trying to reorganize the shelf and I had it on the front of the shelf and it fell. Oh, let's see. I'd probably say about, I don't know, four and a half, five feet and landed on its feet. And both of those feet broke in different ways. That bothered me. Um, not because I don't have a G1 laser beak to uh, put in its place because it's been reissued a bazillion times and I've picked up a handful of those. But I know I bought that at BotCon 99. Uh, it was one of the first things I bought in that dealer room, if not the first thing I bought in that dealer room. I bought a bunch of cassettes and I bought a G1 Inferno and maybe one other G1 car because my goal was to to get my G1 cars uh, at my first BotCon back in 99 uh, prior to them reissuing <laughs> almost all of the G1 cars in some form. So I know that laser beak uh, came with a group of cassettes I bought pretty much as soon as I walked in of Laserbeak and Buzzsaw. And I think I bought, did I buy a Ravage? No, because I had a Ravage when I was a kid, uh, which may or may not be a Microman Ravage. Uh, Might have come with my Cassette Man. Uh, but still, <laughs> that one, that one bothered me. But not because of the figure, not because they're just toys, but because of the memory. But you know what? You can't take that memory away from me i can still figure out a use for that laser beak i probably still shove them in cassette mode put them in inside a sound wave and call it a day but yeah they are still just toys i'm gonna go through this predacon bid in a little bit you know what i'm worried about i'm worried about my transmetal megatrons i have two um <laughs> one blue and one uh standard purple uh there were variants on that i know exactly who I bought those from or who hooked me up with both of those. The purple came from uh, my friend Rob Gerbracht who went on to write the uh, BotCon comic for uh, OTFCC. Uh, he was the first person I actually met in the fandom. Uh, he was local and uh, he actually met me in a Toys R Us parking lot to uh, sell me the extras at retail that he picked up. Um, and he's uh, he's been someone that I've been friends with ever since. And the alternate color one i want to say i got from david willis uh of uh of tf wiki uh i know i got i bought his purple optimus primal i might have bought his blue megatron or i might have found that at the store um but i'm gonna say he came from walkie and uh he and i have been longtime friends as well and so i know my collection up and down as far as what I've bought from friends and so so the value of those figures isn't the dollars and cents it's the uh, the memory and the emotional attachment to those places and those people and that period of time so if it's in a bin it's still in a bin it's still just a toy Want to learn a bit about the Transformers? Think you know everything about Cybertron, but are looking to learn a little bit more? Enroll today at Transformers University Podcast. Each episode will tackle a piece of Transformers history, starting in 1984 and marching our way up to today. Hosted by me, Anthony Brucalli, three-time Emmy Award winner and consulting producer on Netflix's The Toys That Made Us, and lifelong Transformers fan, we'll go on a journey 
through cartoons and comics, toys and movies, and all the weird esoterica from around the world, chronicling the adventures of everyone's favorite robots in disguise. Listen to Transformers University on iTunes, Google, Spotify, YouTube, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Transform and roll out!